Welcome to the Marvel DNT Evolution podcast with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. Welcome back, guys. Um, we left it an extra day to record this week after last week's mega news episode. We all needed an extra day to recover. <laughs> That's how it felt. But um, but yeah, we're back and uh, we've got a few bits and pieces that we want to talk about today. A couple of bits that have happened in the last week, news-wise. Obviously, the release of the new No Way Home trailer, which we'll get stuck into in a little while. Uh, we've got a couple of sort of new pieces that we want to bring in, some bits that people have suggested that we want to try and talk about. And uh, we'll chat about some news and obviously some comics and undoubtedly some Funkos and uh, where the MCU is hopefully heading over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you guys been all right, yeah? Yeah, doing good, you know, off this week. So enjoying the the holiday break with, uh, you know, Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday here in the US, so... Nice. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Bought a, uh, in, in excitement for some new stuff in the MCU. I bought a Wilson Fisk Funko the other day. So I'm, nice. kind, of, I'm kind of excited about that. It's on the way. So um, yeah, I got, got another cool Funko I'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, I'm doing great. Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm in the process of upping my Funko display game. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for a specific piece of um, furniture to arrive in stock somewhere at a local store near me and I'm going to go get it. And I've got, I've got a proper setup. Uh, you guys are going to be super impressed, awesome. super, super impressed. But um, yeah, that's not happening for a couple of weeks. Me and my son, my youngest son was sitting there last night planning it all out. Going, yeah, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. And then we're going to mm-hmm. put light in and, you know, we're going to get light and backgrounds and all sorts. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Nice. I can't wait. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that'll be coming up. I'll share that on the, share that up on the group in a couple of weeks hopefully by my birthday i'll have that all sorted um okay so something we was going to do or we we you know we've done it a little bit in the past we've kind of mentioned our our top contributors on our facebook group and um you know fundamentally we do this a because we enjoy talking about marvel but b because we run this facebook group and uh, we like sharing ideas and that have come back and forward and you know Maybe in recent episodes we haven't done that so much, so we're gonna we're gonna try and sort of at least mention these guys today, and um, see if they can uh, give us some good content to talk about on our on our podcast. But so just as a, I, I'm not gonna necessarily run down it as a list, but uh, some top contributors over the last week or so, we've had we've had our ever our ever stays like Ray Mark and Mark um, and Mike Sullivan's there. Um, We've got some some new people that are sort of showing their showing their faces. Uh, so uh, Bridget, Bridget yes. Guzman come, coming in, um, being really active. So that's great to, uh, to to see new people coming into the group and being confident enough to stick theories out there, put posts in. You know, we're not going to accept everything. Sometimes we sort of look at some posts and we go, "No, do you know what? That's not really going to add value to our group." But uh, but but keep popping them in, and we'll. Um, you know, we'll accept some. We might, we might decline some. Don't take it personally. But uh, uh, we've got people like uh, like Matt Parker who comes up with some some really interesting stuff. I've really liked Matt's uh, Matt's theories recently and his suggestions about certain things that are happening. Um, and then we've got you know Fred giving us his agree yes. or disagrees, which is fantastic. Both, yeah. Yep. 
We love him. And, and uh, do you know what? I love him even when I completely disagree with him. And I loved what he said in the past, what Fred said in the past about his agree or disagree. That like, it's not necessarily his opinion. He's just trying to start a conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, there yeah. usually are good conversation and good comments. And, you know, people sometimes going back and forth about their, their view and um, and trying to explain more things out. And so it, I actually like, the, like those posts. I look forward to them. The, the yeah. one recently about Agatha Harkness, I really yes. liked that one. You know, that, I thought that was a really good post. And I saw a lot of people discussing like whether or not, you know, she needed a show or not. And I really liked that discussion. I thought it was really great. Yeah. And, and it, then people also think, you know, are they adapting House of M, you know, in, yeah. you know with House of Harkness title role? And then it's like people are like, well, what are they going to do with them? Like they have so much they can do with her because they can go back in the past who she's come across. They can go forward with her ties to Fantastic Four and, and uh, being the Richards nanny. So a lot of yeah. things they can do. And Alex, you had some good comments on there, too, about that, of, you know, how they could tie the, the Darkhold into that. Yeah, how they could basically, like, use the Darkhold and kind of, like, maybe use it as, like, a uh, kind of like one of those artifacts that's been throughout history and just kind of, like, touch on, like, the fall of Atlantis, vampires, werewolves, you know. Um, you, they can talk about the creation of chaos magic and the creation of the dark hold, and if other witches have had it, or if Dracula went after it, you know, just all kinds of things, and then even take it all the way up until like a modern day Midnight Suns. You know, maybe she loses the dark hold or something to to somebody at some point, like decades before WandaVision, and you know, they go through that, and I don't know, but yeah, so that was just kind of my two cents. I think with the the sort of the, the ancient history of the dark old and the fact that it's been around for so long, mm-hmm. it, it can play a part in all of those stories, can't it? And we can we can see that. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was a good shout from Fred to stick that comment up there and get that conversation going. And it just also, to, about go on. now go on, Jaron. You no, go. So it also makes you wonder too if she came across any Eternals too, because we know that Agatha has been around for a lot of years mm-hmm. uh, with her getting her powers and stuff. So. You know, has the dark hole to come across any of the Eternals? Has Agatha crossed paths with any of the Eternals? And if there's one Eternal that I'm going to put money on, it will be Cersei because in times in the comics, she's seen as a witch also. Yeah. So. Yeah, got that in common. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that, that was when um, men just didn't understand that women were intelligent, so they just called yeah. them witches, unless they were actually witches, <laughs> which we've got a couple of in the MCU. But um, uh, to, to, to sum it up, I, I was trying to... Uh, get out earlier one of Bridget's posts uh, not necessarily posts actually a bit of a bit of a flip-flop from Bridget she she come on a few few weeks ago didn't she saying that she didn't actually like Shang-Chi very much oh yeah and uh, and it was great because a lot of people come on there and she even recognized the fact that she was going to get to a bit slated for it and to be fair I think people were fairly fairly placid with it but they were you know going oh you know you should look at it again you should yep. look at this and then actually she t- she turned the corner didn't she was like, actually on second watch it was uh it, it yeah it was it was good and then people were saying oh look look out for this and look out for that and she sort of completely changed her mind that it was a really nice kind of evolution excuse the pun but it was a bit of an evolution of her own enjoyment of one of the mcu movies um through our group which was which was beautiful to see actually well, yeah, I think because she went back because before she watched it, she, she didn't see the one shot or the assembled episode, I believe. And I think she said she went back and watched those and then watched the movie again. And it kind of helped change her, her view on, on how she saw the movie. So brilliant. And that's where our group can really help out, because mm-hmm. if people can keep those kind of discussions, 
you know, we don't mind people agreeing or disagreeing with what people are saying. Like we said, that's what Fred's posts are all about. Yep. But when it can be done in a really cool way, like it was, uh, and, and it's not offensive, it's like, well, look, do you know what? Did you see this? Because if you didn't, it might be worth going back and re-looking at something and having another watch and seeing if you change your mind. And if you don't, you don't, you know, horses for courses, as they say. So, um, so yeah, so that's really big. We've had some really good uh, contributions over the last week or two. So we're going to try and keep doing that, try and keep highlighting you guys that are contributing to our group and bringing some really good discussions and theories um, after all. That's what DNC is, is discussions and theories. So that's what we want more of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Okay. So good stuff going on in the group. Um, let's talk about what's going on in the world of the MCU and other Marvel stuff. So, um, Jaren, in regards to news, I know we've got quite a lot, and I know you're going to do a news episode this week and cover lots of bits, but we've got one one movie that's getting some sort of attention in the news recently, haven't we? Yeah, so uh, Wakanda Forever, um, some controversial things came out. Um, so recently, the VP of development, Nate Moore, has said you will not see T'Challa recast in the 616 Universe movies, or universe. Uh, so Wakanda Forever is a story without T'Challa. Um, so that's interesting, but it's interesting to say that he mentioned 616 Universe, you know, specifically. And what he went to say is, I will say chances that you see T'Challa in our, I'm not hedging my bets. I'm being quite honest. You will not see T'Challa in the MCU 616 universe. We couldn't do it. I will say when Chad passed, it was a real conversation we had with Kugler about what do we do? And it was a fast conversation. It wasn't weeks. It wasn't, it was a minute. It was minutes of, we have to figure out how to move this franchise without that character. Um, because I think we, um, we all feel so much of T'Challa in the MCU on the screen is tied to Chadwick's performance is what we brought to that is what he brought to that role, both on and off screen, I would argue. So as hard as it is now, um, we got to figure out what to do because it's a big hole at no point. Do we consider recasting him? Uh, the challenge for black Panther Wakanda forever is telling a story without T'Challa. And I think it's a challenge we're up for. And obviously we're in the middle of it and we're figuring out. Uh, and what we're getting so far is great. But the challenge of the movie is to entertain people, but there will be a, uh, a level of catharsis in people coming back to this universe without that guy because that guy and that universe are one and the same. As filmmakers and storytellers, you have to figure out how people are going to feel going into your movie and what you want that movie is going to say about uh, that guy who's not going to be in your movie. Um, and there's also now a petition... Uh, to recast T'Challa, which is which is uh, picking up steam as well. So let's kind of take a step back here. A couple things. Six one six universe is very specific. So, very specific. Yeah. So that means there could be a multiverse angle. But the one thing that really got me is that they had a quick conversation about this. That's the one thing that bothers me about this whole situation is it was a quick conversation, not months, not not months, not weeks, but minutes. And with this, how, how long T'Challa was the Black Panther in the comics, like multiple decades in the comics to, to see, you know, that character not be thought of to recast and decide on that quick. And, you know, I understand, you know, with with uh, Chad Bozeman, because he nailed that role, you know, he pretty much embodied what what T'Challa was and his performance of him. But. To say not again in this universe is interesting, you know, I understand with, with a condo forever, it's too soon. And there's ways they can get around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to just say completely rule that out after a minute of discussion, 
I think that that's a bad move by Marvel Studios. I I, I agree with the minutes thing. Um, somebody said it, and I'm sure somebody said it on our group. If not, I've heard it somewhere else. But somebody said uh, it was, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it was something like, "Don't make a decision when you're angry or when you're emotional." Yes, and don't do. But, but I can't remember the exact words that, that was used. But the point is, is that obviously, and and rightly so, you know, fresh off of the sudden death of a young man, yeah. Everyone's going to be emotional. Everyone's going to be, going to say emotional things, and that's exactly what should happen as well. But it does sound a little bit like that, doesn't it? It does yep. sound like they've kind of gone in, and everyone's gone. No, we definitely can't recast him. He's the only T'Challa. We're not doing it again. Done. Finished. And then everyone's walked away, and then gone. Actually, hold on a minute. I don't know. I, don't, I just think, yeah, I don't know. I, think, I I agree with you, Joe, and I think that's it's a rash um, decision. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. What do you reckon, Alex? I, I, I agree with you guys, and it the only reason that I think that should have been a short conversation is if they were just like, you know, like, oh, let's not recast him, end of conver- conversation. But, you know, if if they kind of just like, you know, are, are going to just continue with Black Panther stuff, they kind of need to recast him, in my opinion, because like Black Panther is such a, a major part of Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like he's involved with a lot. He was yep. kind of built up to be a large center point in the MCU at this point. So mm-hmm. like they, they have to do something there to kind of move forward. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a little bit of a struggle to like build that character up and then just kind of be like, all right, well, we're, we're going to do something different, but it's still going to be in that area, but not really about that one character. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I- I get that I do and I agree and I agree with you, Jerry, and I get the not recasting for Wakanda forever. That's that was probably too soon. Yep. And there are certainly ways that you can tell a Wakanda story. I'm not gonna say a Black Panther story, but you could, you know, there are other Black Panthers, so you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um we've discussed it before in the past about how they could have told that story without T'Challa. But I do think he need I do think he should be recast at some stage. Yep. And I, and, I, and I I think to say never is don't know. Uh, but then <laughs> I've, we've said this millions of times before. Who are we? <laughs> yeah. And I, I have no issue with Wakanda forever doing it, you know, by committee. Cause obviously MCU wise, we know Shuri's not ready and trying to see, to explain that she's ready in the next movie is going to be a lot. Um, I could see like a, a black Panther by committee. Um, yes. Black Panther is usually tied to Royal blood, um, you know, getting the herb and that kind of stuff and, and taking the mantle. But you know, we have prominent characters like Okoye, who could be the mantle for a little bit. She's a skilled fighter. We have M'Baku, which I'd love to see him go full man. Ampest Black Panther, you know, as the Black Panther mantle. Um, so you got people in there that could help with, you know, by committee of it um, until at some point they decide to, to recast. Because, again, T'Challa was a long staple in, in the comics as Black Panther. Sure, it was a blip. And not, nothing against Sure or anything, but, but she was a blip. And now it's back to T'Challa in the comics. So, yeah. Um, it's just and, interesting and, how they're doing that. And I think our last episode we talked about, or two episodes ago, that heavy rumor about how they're going to possibly continue the, the Cheetah line. I'm not going to go into that now, um, but that's still going to take a while yeah. for, that, for that to play out, that scenario, yeah. if that's true. And they don't, they don't have to recast that character anytime soon. It could be a few years from now, you know, and that would be a lot better received than it would be now, I think. But if they wait like a decade to recast that character, that's like way too long in my opinion, you know? Or when when this storyline that they're currently on in this universe runs out, they reset the whole universe and 
and do it all over yeah. again. You know, which I'm that that could be the six one six comment that we'll never see him until they reboot the whole MCU and we see another Iron Man, another Captain America, and another Chichala then, which I think is too long to do. I think it's I think it's uh, a mistake if they don't do anything within this universe at all. Mm, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and, and a petition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a petition's been started. I always see them. I don't know if you guys get them uh, in, in the States, but over here in the UK, we get um, uh, petitions run by the, you know, HMRC, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, they 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 come out on Facebook basically, and you sign a petition. I've always looked, looked at them. I never, I do sometimes. I will if it's something that I'm really passionate yep. about. I'll go on, but I don't believe they actually make a difference. I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, I'm not sure. But I mean, come on, really? <laughs> I mean, we got the Snyder cut because of, of, of feedback. We we got the the Zemo cut. You know, if there's hey, enough I... traction out there. It could happen. I signed one for I a bring back it. daredevil. One, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so. <laughs> right, so if you're listening, get on there. If you agree with us to recast the child, I sign up, but uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, okay, cool. So let's move on from, uh, so from Wakanda forever to well, the actually, other. So- yeah. Oh, well, go- there's more news for Wakanda ever forever though. Um, oh so yes. Pro- of course there is. Sorry, yeah. Go on. Production is now on hiatus until 2022. So Marvel released a statement on this. And it says, as we wind down for the holidays, we want to send a note of thanks and appreciation for the hard work of our entire cast and crew, as well as an update on timing. First and foremost, this project is exceptional and something we know the audience are eager to see. We could not be any more excited to complete this film and share it with the world next year. Thank you uh, for everything you've done to get us to this place. Unfortunately, we have not gotten here without a few setbacks. Running a production of this scale in the midst of a pandemic is not an easy task, and you have remained diligent and professional throughout. In addition, as you are all aware of, Letitia, uh, who plays Shuri, Letitia Wright, had a frightening accident on her set during a stunt back in August. It was a reminder of the importance of safety at all times in our work, which we now, which we know you understand and are committed to. Um, what we had initially thought were minor injuries turned out to be much more serious with, with Letitia suffering a critical shoulder fracture and a concussion with severe side effects. It has been painful process and Letitia has been more recovering, or sorry, has been home recovering with her doctors and the support of family. We adjusted our production schedule so she has time she needs to heal, but there's only so much we can do without Shuri. We also want to thank Letitia for everything she's going to get back, or for everything she's doing to get back to the set. We uh, know how much she loves this role, how tough it's been for her to be away, and how hard she's working to recover as quickly as she can as safely as she can. We're eagerly awaiting her return. We all know uh, we will all come back stronger together. Please be on the lookout for more information on, on your specific return to work date. As for now, we are on schedule to resume filming with, with Atisha uh, in January, 2022. We are all focused on finishing the movie with excellence, honoring the memory of our dear brother Chadwick in the process. We are thrilled to share Wakanda, Black Panther Wakanda forever with the world confident that the challenges that we have overcome together as a team will make the film more impactful. Please take care of yourselves and enjoy the holidays. So this is kind of what the, they sent out like a, a bulletin they sent out. Uh, it's like, it's like the production crew, you know, staff and that kind of stuff that was shared by the, the outlets. So number one, it, it does sound like her injury is more serious than a let on. So hopefully that, that she heals and they can mm-hmm. get back, but you know, this already being pushed out to January, hopefully this doesn't affect the dates. But the other thing too, is that, you know, and I, it's her decision whether she wants to get vaccinated or not. 
My only comment is that she's not a U.S. a U.S. citizen, and the requirements for any non-U.S. citizen to enter the states where they're filming down in Georgia, you have to be vaccinated. So I wonder if that has anything to do with the delay as well, because she's been, you know, outspoken about not being vaccinated. Again, her decision, I don't care. I'm just mentioning the requirements for non-U.S. citizens entering the U.S. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so there's lots of lots of ifs, buts, and maybes as to what's going on. But um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it, you know obviously putting it back quite away because it's already been stalled, hasn't it? Yeah, it's not like they've been working up until now, and now they're stopping. They've they've not done anything, I don't think. No, they've, so reports have they, they've been doing everything they can without Shuri on set. Right. Okay. So gotcha. from from all the reports I read out there, so they have been doing stuff, and they're probably just at a point where they can't do any more until she comes back. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So because it did stop, it did stop, didn't it? It actually yeah. stopped before when she first got injured. It stopped yep. for a bit, and then oh, okay. So what it looks like they went back to carry on filming, and then yep. they've got to a point where they're like, well, we can't do anything else until she gets back. Yeah, because there's there's screenshots right. of her, you know, of them filming on, on in Massachusetts at MIT. And that That's kind right. of stuff. So they have been filming and that kind of stuff. And she has been stateside, but now that she's back over, I think in London, I think right. uh, where she's at now um, that, you know, coming back is going to be a challenge unless she gets vaccinated, unless they change the rules. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. They were, <laughs> unless they change the rules specifically for, for Marvel studios and Disney, which yeah. they may well do. <laughs> at least they've not got to film it in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't be allowed out of the house if she lived in Austria. Um, anyway, we won't go into that. <laughs> it's not a political show. Um, yeah, well, I mean, fingers crossed it won't delay anything. Yeah, it's what the third move for next year on, on the slate. It's the, the late one next year. So, yes. Is it after Love and Thunder? Yes, I thought Love and Thunder was more in the middle. Oh, that was like multiverse of strange multiverse yeah, of madness yeah. love and thunder and then wakanda forever so i think like yeah. multiverse of madness was kind of like in may and mm-hmm. i think love and thunder was the summer yep summer july fall. 8th yeah and then i think like fall was wakanda forever like november uh, october november 11th okay mm-hmm. yeah so yeah uh so yeah it's the last one so uh, that's giving it that gives it a bit more time doesn't it yep mm-hmm. cool excellent well, that does wrap up our black, uh, our Wakanda Forever news, um, and we move on to the other movie that's had big um, attention in the last week, and that's uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. We've obviously that that new trailer that dropped that there was so much anticipation for, and actually, and I was really, I was worried, and I know that a lot of people was worried were worried about watching it as well. Um, I wasn't the only one. I know Rob was worried about watching it. Rob Bush. Um, I know Mark was a bit worried about watching it. Um, I know but Jack, didn't Jack Turner just say he was going to mute everything? Yes. Just <laughs> go away for the next month. Um, so a lot of people have kind of been, no, I'm not going to watch it. But I don't think there was a way I was ever not going to watch it. I couldn't have done this. We couldn't have come on. You know, we've got Luke, we've got Luke in next week to talk about yeah. what we expect from No Way Home. There's no way I could have not watched it. And I did watch it. And actually, it didn't really, I mean, it, it revealed not much more than what we'd already seen. Yes and no, because it, it kind of confirmed at least five villains right now. I know at first I thought there were six because there's a picture of William Defoe with an upgraded, um, as Norman Osborne with an upgraded um, goblin uniform, which I thought was maybe the goblin, you know, the other guy, you know, uh, Franco's goblin, or even maybe a hobgoblin uh, type mm-hmm. role as well. But it looks like it's it's Defoe with an upgraded uh, 
Green Goblin costume. Yeah, but- I hope it is because I don't. I think having a, a Defoe's Goblin and another Goblin, you're like, it's almost like a waste of a space, isn't yep. it? Like yeah. You might as well go. Could we? Could we have got somebody different in there? Um, but it's almost uh, like a repeat of a character, almost. You know. Well, yeah. unless they they do like this one, because one of the things the trailers you're seeing. Stark tech is still pretty pre- uh, prevalent in the Spider-Man series in the MCU because mm-hmm. it looks like because we, we saw Jimmy Fox's Electro with, with an upgraded costume getting the proper Electro headpiece uh, in one of the shots. But it looks like he has an arc reactor in his chest. Yeah. And one, yeah, so, yeah. And then the other one, too, is it looks like that um, Doc Ock does get upgraded tentacles with Stark tech as well, because you see the maybe the nanotech stuff. So it looks like that maybe that they've somehow gotten their hands on Stark tech in these trailers. Now, a couple of thoughts here of mine is, could there be two Osborns an Osborn from this universe and the Osborn from the Rami universe? Um, and maybe Osborn was the, the buyer from homecoming who bought the Stark Avengers tower, Stark tower, then Avengers tower. Um, and remember at the end of homecoming, all that Stark tech was basically all over that area in New York. So did Osborn, you know, collect all that? Did he get that back? the Osborne of this universe and that's how they're getting the Stark tech that they, they come over to this universe. They somehow, you know, meet with this Osborne, they get the Stark tech and that other shot that we saw in the trailer of the upgraded goblin costume is that this universe's Osborne becoming goblin. And there's two of them. Who, who knows? That's, that's my guess. The other one is too, is we never know what happened to the tinkerer from homecoming, you know, Adrian mm. Toomes tech guy. So, mm. you know, did he, is he the one giving them all this Stark tech to help them upgrade as they come over? Cause Something is, is still afoot a here, and we have no villains or no connections to um, Holland's the MCU. Yeah, to, Spider-Man to the villains. Other, yeah, yeah, to the all other the, yeah, all the villains are, are Rami's villains. They're or you know from the original trilogy or from the uh, Amazing Spider-Man trilogies or not trilogy, but uh, two movies. So is that sixth villain? You know, going to be uncovered that way behind the scenes. You know, is Tombs kind of pulling the strings and, and helping the Tinkerer out? Um, does Ned go full hobgoblin in this movie? Uh, is Mysterio dead? You know, because we do see that there is some Mysterio ties to it a little bit, but we don't know if Mysterio is in the movie. So mm. I'd um, I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, if we did see uh, Michael Keaton, or we 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 saw the tease of Mac, aka Scorpion, at the end of uh, Homecoming. Are we going to see you know that J Jonah Jameson tied to Scorpion and? That's how we get Scorpion in the MCU. I, I, I can't believe that we won't have at least one Holland villain mm. in this movie and, and to make it a proper six. And it seems weird that they would only show us five and there not be a sinister six. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's so close to the edge. It's like, you you have to have a six villain in there to make it yep. the sinister six. And and with the Mysterio thing, you know, it's like Edith confirmed that he was dead. And Did she, But was it another... Yeah. You was know, it they, a ruse? You yeah, know, like, I remember they hacked the tech too, and they, they had their hands in the tech, so they have any kind of back doors, any yeah. kind of ways to still get into the tech and, and change things up. Um, for, uh, to that to that as well. So I'm thinking, my and and uh, uh, that the reason we haven't seen this sixth person um, isn't because it's one of them. Because we why would they not want to show us the vulture and not want? Why would they show us the other ones and not show us vulture or not show us? Um, Mysterio, yeah, it's gotta be surprised, yeah, and that surprise, I'm, I'd put, I'd put some money on it that it's going to be Venom. It probably, mm. well, yeah, we saw with the, you know, the, if you have, if you haven't seen Venom, 
stop Just listening go- for a little bit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but we, we saw in the closing credits of Venom that he did come over to this universe and they saw Holland. So could it be Venom? It, it could be. Honestly, I th- I don't think Venom is going to be in the movie. I could see Venom in a post credit scene of No Way Home. One of the, one of the post credit scenes. I don't think he's going to have any kind of substantial role in No Way Home. And Brock is not a villain. He's a hero for, per se. You know, he's not like a hero or a villain. He's kind of, uh, I guess, you know, does what he wants type of thing. But he still played the the, the hero role in both films because he stopped he stopped Riot in the first one and they stopped Carnage in the second one. So yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. He's not he's not a t- traditional villain, is he? Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, I just don't know. That all seems a bit too suspicious for me. The the big shake and the big sort of funny noise and venom and brock didn't know what was going on and then all of a sudden they've got this on the tv where that wasn't on the tv before it was like some show wasn't it i think yeah and, and then all of a sudden there's, there's tom holland on the tv and they're looking at him and thinking look this guy you know so um yeah i don't know uh but uh um the uh, going back to the start tech thing i've got a feeling that uh the uh, tech that we saw on Doc Ox tentacles. I've got a feeling he might have like absorbed it from the iron spider suit. I thought somewhere. about that too. Yeah. Mm, yeah, nanotech. Na- yeah. Nanotech. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But they also yeah, do. So but during that scene, though, they show him still with the suit on, kind of climbing up after that. That Doc Ock grabs him and says, "You're not. You're not Peter." So mm. maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Um, maybe it's through the multiverse. By the way, they come through. They get upgraded on transit. I don't know. But it's just. Mm. You know, so well, I was wondering, sorry, Alex, go on. I, I was just going to say, it's interesting seeing that we know of at least two of those villains have Stark tech or what looks like Stark tech. And it's interesting thinking about like Lizard, Sandman, like would they somehow get Stark tech as well? You they know really what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, they don't. They don't. But like, you know, like if if they're going to upgrade a few of the villains, they might as well give them uh, yeah. all Stark tech, you know? Well, then you like, see well, Goblin too, <laughs> I mean, in that trailer shot of Goblin too, looks like he's got upgraded as well so that yeah. there there goes goblin uh doc ock and um electro all with upgraded tech which is probably all stark tech yeah so mm. we will see, we shall see um i've got a feeling that i do you know what? i thought for one moment that this movie would be the most important movie in the next well within this kind of five years surrounding it um, I'm not sure whether it's going to be as important as I first thought in regards to affecting the rest of the MCU. I know that they're opening the multiverse, but I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting that feeling. Are you, are you getting a feeling that's similar to that or not? Yeah, I think it's more going to be more beneficial for the Sony Spider-Man universe than the MCU. Mm-hmm. For me, I think Multiverse of Madness is going to be the one that's going to have the big impact you know, outside of Loki, outside of Quantum Mania, it's going to be multiverse of madness. Yeah, I think Tail End of No Way Home is going to be kind of like the soft intro into multiverse of madness. You know, kind of like prepping us for what's yep. to come in multiverse of madness type deal. I'm kind of hoping that like at the end of No Way Home, we get like a. It would be kind of like a weird in credit scene, but like one of those, like Wanda shows up in front of Doctor Strange and is like, oh, Doctor Strange, I need your help. And then boom, like it's over, you know, like that would be a cool little little in credit scene or something like that. But yeah. Or the Illuminati grabbed Strange as yeah. an in credit scene. That would be very cool. Yeah. Who would be in who would be in the Illuminati? So since we don't have Black Panther, we don't have Stark. Um 
and we don't have any of the others, but there's a lot of rumors out there that uh, Professor Xavier is making an appearance in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they grab someone like Mordo as part of the Illuminati. Remember, Mordo, his whole thing was no more sorcerers. You know, he was, you know, with the whole magic thing. So maybe they grab someone like Mordo to be as part of the Illuminati. And then maybe they invite Strange to it or they bring Strange in and say, look, you need to control this stuff. It's getting out of control. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, it all that's depends. The- the founding of the Illuminati is yes, this event. Exactly. You know? Like uh, all right, that's a good point. Or maybe it's it's um another someone else from another multiverse that pulls, you know, because now the multiverse is open, you know, we could have because like I'm sure Professor X, if if it's you know, if it's him being on there, that he's coming from a different universe. Mm-hmm. They can pull maybe someone else from a different universe. Maybe it's it's uh we, we're gonna have Namer coming up. Maybe it's a, a tease with Namer, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um It'd be kind of cool to see Black Bolt, but I don't think they're going. We're, yeah. we're going to see humans for a while. No, I agree. I, I um, I still like the idea that a lot of these events, um, are were happened happened at the same time as such. You know, like the that um Sylvie stabbing um he who remains to death. Um, Wanda using the dark hold, um, strange casting this spell, or I don't know. I like the idea that it's kind of like a, a convergence of spells that's kind of just it was too much power or too much, I don't know, stress something on the, the yeah, multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, too much stress on the multiverse, and and that's what's kind of caused this to happen. Rather than one particular thing, it's all of these things that kind of just by sheer coincidence happened at the same time that's caused it to fracture. Um, I just like I like that idea. I think that that would that would really tie all of these different elements together. You know, you think we've had elements from Wonder Vision, which happened not I mean in in our time, um, ten months ago. Um, you know. Loki that was in the middle of the year and then no way home that's happening now so this whole year 2021 has, has was the reason that the multiverse is opened and that's going to start us off from 2022 in multiverse of madness um, and maybe get wrapped up in quantum mania or something maybe I don't know so what if it's Loki coming through yeah you yeah, know grabbing strange Loki are still yeah. coming through you know and maybe they're on Illuminati as replacements one of them is Mm, yeah. you know yeah. with all this going yeah. on or what if it's what if it's some tie into to quantum mania because you know sometimes these in credit scenes it's not always the next movie but it's, 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 it's a few movies jump ahead so what if it's what if it's ant-man coming to the portal yeah you know coming in and saying you know grabbing strings and saying hey you know or so, i don't know what if, what, yeah. if they, what if they make the illuminati like a council of reeds like organization where it's like dr strange from this universe and five other universes send somebody to kind of like you know oversee the multiverse or something. you know what i'm saying kind of yeah. make it like a multiversal thing instead of like an mm-hmm. actual just one universe thing I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I would, yeah i would lose my shit though if it's the, if it's jeffrey wright as a as a live action watcher yes. coming yeah. through and saying strange i've watched long enough now i must interfere i need your help I think yes. I will lose my, my shit more than I did in the end credit scene of Eternals. Sorry for cussing. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry. Well, it's in, all good. In what if too, he also kind of built a rapport with a strange. Yeah. Too. So, you know, like he's, he's dealt with a doctor strange before, although an evil version, but you know, and we know there's rumors of, of some of the, what if stuff crossing over to, to the MCU live action. So what if it's Captain Carter, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, you'll be kind of, you know, be kind of cool though. We know America Chavez is going to be a multiverse of madness. 
And we know that she's interdimensional hopper with one of her powers. What if she comes through and grabs Strange? Mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting one. Because we know one of these, we, we know at least one of these, way this movie sets up, one of these is gonna you know lead to multiverse of madness. The other end credits is probably most likely gonna set up with this the Sony universe. Like maybe we get a shot of Craven throwing his throwing a spear or something at Parker. I don't know. Or just nice. a shot of, of Craven watching Park, you know, watching Parker. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. It'd be um it'd be interesting. Uh you know, I don't want to go too much further into it because obviously we next week we've got um Luke from uh, Hydra Collectibles coming back on. Uh, and as we know that Luke's a, a massive Spider-Man fan. So we're going to use Luke's knowledge to sort of probe away at, um, uh, as, a, as a Spider-Man uh, preview, because obviously it's, it's out soon. Um, so um, actually, sorry, that's not next week. It's the week after. Um, but Luke's coming back on. So um, yeah, it'd be good to get into his mind and what he thinks about Spider-Man. Um, I do have, real quick, I do have one last Spider-Man news. Well, not Spider-Man, but Spider-Man Universe news. So Michael Keaton was recently on Jimmy Kimmel Live, um, and he has confirmed his return as Adrian Toome slash the Vulture for Marvel. Um, He only said that he's shooting some Vulture stuff for a mystery Marvel project. So is that going to be maybe some stuff to tie in, more stuff, reshoots for Morbius maybe? Um, You know, will we see him possibly in Multiverse of Madness? Because I think it's too late in the game to see him if for him doing anything new shooting for um no way home i think yeah. it's too late in the game so yeah i agree it, it's got to be either morbius reshoots um it, it can multiple some madness maybe something for craven uh, maybe but no because craven craven's not coming out hasn't started production yet so it's either going to be multiverse or madness or morbius reshoots most likely in my, yeah. my guess so cool um just backpedaling a second because uh, I just went to my phone to, to find a note that I needed to uh, read out. And we was talking about Fred's, um, and it was still on Fred's search because I was looking up his last agree or disagree. And we got a live, we got a live agree or disagree. Right? So you ready? And it's really, really um, relevant to what we've just spoken about. So agree or disagree, number 79, by the way. So well done, Fred, for giving us 79 agree or disagrees over the last sort of 11 months or so. Um, Trailers give too much away. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say disagree. I say that they don't give too much away because as we've seen with, especially with Marvel, because we, we've seen that they've put a lot of misdirection in the trailers. And I'll give you an example. Um, uh, Infinity War, the whole lineup run with the Hulk. That didn't happen. So that was a big misdirection. No Way Home. Um, between the first trailer and this new trailer, they changed some of the stuff in the background with Dr. Strange. I, I think in the first trailer, it was in the daytime where he was doing some of the stuff. Um, and this one, it's the nighttime. And you see that same purple um, that's coming across. And speaking of that purple, I had, I had a thought. I, I posted this in the group. Um, when I went and saw, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife last week. And they have a Morbius trailer on there. Um, and the purple, when Morbius kind of flies and there's all the bats, was similar to the purple in the last No Way Home trailer. I don't know if there's any tie to that, but I, I thought that was interesting. But anyways, I disagree. I think they use more of the trailer stuff for misdirection because we know a lot of times stuff from the trailers don't make the movie. Um, mm-hmm. We all you know, we all knew about the character, the, the, the villains coming over. It, it's been talked about for months. So yeah. I don't think anything in the trailers, at least for No Way Home, has spoiled anything. Okay, Alex? I, I disagree 
mostly just because of Marvel. And I think back to that Black Widow trailer, and I think back to like how we questioned Taskmaster and the identity of Taskmaster and stuff. And it was like we we knew who the villain was going to be, but we didn't know who the actual person was going to be. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. so like Marvel's like like Jarian said, they're really good at the misdirection game. But also, like, you know, there's shots in, like, the No Way Home trailer where it looks like things have been changed, edited, altered. There's people not in that scene that might actually be there, you know. Like, <laughs> Lizard punching at air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and then there's, like, that one point where I'm standing there, I'm like, why is Ned holding a crossbow? But you can only see, like, one little section of the yeah. crossbow or whatever. And it looks like there's some parts of that trailer where it's, like, they had, like, a wide shot and then they zoomed in and they took, like, a section of that that shot and only use that little section in the trailer so i i don't know like i i kind of disagree with that one. well i i am i disagree now as in mm-hmm. uh in 2021 but i'd agree if you asked me that question about 10 years ago mm-hmm. i think i think and i and i but for this slightly different reasons not necessarily about the story but um i mean uh, you know computer generated imagery and and the 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 visuals that they're using in movies now has come so far that it's very hard to get blown away but 10 15 years ago when that was just picking up pace and visuals were like wow that is incredible i've never seen anything like that in my life and i'll take it back to um transformers the first transformers and what industrial light and magic done on that movie was just pretty incredible and in, as much as you might not like the movie itself for the um the content of the movie or the way it was written or whatever you cannot deny that the uh, CGI in that movie was, in my opinion, and what Industrial Light and Magic did was pretty, like, ground, not necessarily groundbreaking, but it, I think it set the bar for what can be achieved in, in computer-generated imagery in this day and age in cinema. And actually, I remember watching the trailer and there was quite a few scenes where I was like, wow, that is incredible. And... I think if I hadn't have seen that and then went into the movie to see it, it would have just completely, I mean, I think my mind might have melted that this wasn't actually real, you know, that these, these robots didn't exist. Yeah. So um, I think back then when those kind of surprises or those kind of things were fairly new, I think they probably did ruin the, tra- the, the movies or they did give away too much. But now I don't think they do for the reason that you've both pointed out in regards to the misdirection that is that that's obviously used they're literally they're doing it on purpose they're putting things in that they know full well are not going to be in the movie and they're they're changing things from trailer to trailer to do that to for that that specific purpose just to just to make you go hold on a minute that that's not what i just saw that's not what i saw in the trailer so um agree 10 15 years ago and more disagree now um, I might write that in a minute. But um, anyway, let's move on. So, um, okay, well, we're going to come back to the MCU in a little while uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but we've got a couple of bits that are not necessarily about the MCU. Um, it's, but I'll tell you what, before we get stuck into Alex's little comics section, um, I've got a couple of uh, new Funkos that I'm going to show. Alex, I know you've got a really, really cool one that you want to show on camera. So let's get him up first and let's have a look at your one. All right, so I got this Pietro Maximoff. I don't know if you can see that really, really well or not, well, but still. it's, there you go. it's the one from WandaVision. So he's, he's pretty very, cool. Very, very cool. It's him running with the spray paint and nice. you know, his hair kind of poofed out and everything like that. He's got like a little trail, I think, behind him while he's running. Um, but yeah, so 
I I had to get that one. I absolutely love that that Funko. It's just one of the coolest ones from One Division, I think. Yeah, nice. There's a, there's lots of cool ones from One Division, isn't there? Actually, I liked I liked that. They were the that was the first ones where you, there was such a massive range. You know, the black and white ones as well, and then the the through the ages, and then the really cool ones towards the end, like the White Vision and the Wanda floating. With the they were really cool. That yeah. was really cool. Mm. Yeah, they were really. Um, that was a really great range of of Funkos that they had for that for that show. But then, having said that, I guess that the show itself um, displayed such a range of characters from the black and white characters through to the comic accurate characters. You know, with the little uh, when they was at the Jack Lantern when they were trick or treating, and then to the the, the sort of more um, up to date costume ones, like we said, the the White Vision and, and that they were excellent. Um, see what I did see before I show you my new ones um, was the Infinity um, the coloured ones yeah yeah the coloured ones so you've got um, you've got the original six um, Avengers and they're all in a different colour of the Mm -hmm. Infinity Stones they look really cool close up Um, they look I I saw them uh, Saturday Sunday Saturday and uh, yeah they do look they do look really really cool but it's one of those ones where like if I'm going to buy one I want to yeah. buy all six. Oh, yep. You got to have them all. Cookie one. <laughs> it is. It is a little bit like that. Yeah. That's and why I'm going. Oh, I was going to say, it's funny. I pre-ordered those on Amazon and they got delayed like a month out. So I don't think I'll get mine until maybe like the end of December or something like that. But oh, um, yeah. Nah. So but, I was there with them. I was there with them on Saturday and I was like, oh, do I spend this amount of money on Funkos? I don't know. But I'll tell you what was really cool. So this is, this is really cool. This is a little sort of, family story i guess but um so my youngest son he's got a little pal with dave the best friends through sort of little school you know and they've just gone into senior school or high school uh this this last september and they've gone to different schools they only live around he, live, he only lives literally i could probably throw a stone at his house from my front door um but they've gone to different schools so obviously you know nine to three monday to friday they're not seeing each other but um they still hang around loads like he's always around our house and they always hang around together and go skateboarding or whatever it is that they're doing and uh, he really loves his marvel and his comics and stuff like that um but he always comes with us when we go to the comic store he always comes with us comes with us all the time and he gets a comic and they love it in there they run around for about an hour in there and i love it as well because i can wander around looking at stuff but anyway this so this week um he said uh we got to the comic store and he said and he said andy andy he said um I've got a little bit of leftover birthday money. And he said, and I checked with my mum and my mum said it was okay. He said, he said, but he said, you always bring me here and you always, you always look after me, always give me dinner and you always do this. He said, and I, I, I want to buy you a present. And I was like, oh, Bob, I said, that's really nice of you. Thanks, mate. And he said, look, go and pick a Funko. And I was like, oh, mate, that's quality. <laughs> absolute quality. I love that. I mean, he's like 11 year old, you know? And I was like, brilliant. I was like, so, and I've had me on this one and it's the, uh, it's a, the special edition Ronan from Captain Marvel. So awesome. he's really cool. Yeah. He's really great. And he's got, he's, I haven't taken him out of the box yet because I will, uh, but he's got his hammer in there as well. So he's really cool. And he's a lovely color as well. Like that sort of greeny turquoise sort of aqua color. He's really it, nice. Very shiny. It's yeah. very mm. reflective. Yeah. 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 He is, he is shiny. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know, I think I put on the group the other day, I rearranged my Funkos in color 
like as a rainbow and i've not got many green so it, it goes <laughs> in <laughs> uh, and then and then my my youngest son decided to buy and again he's not out of the box yet but thanos at the garden with his little with his little knackered hand there without the infinity gems in it which is like, i really like you see attention to detail like alex pointed out before we come on camera yeah um is really great but uh but yeah so new funko's new funko's for for us um but uh, yeah, after uh, what have uh, I know you've you've been doing some uh, some research into some new comics that are coming out, Alex, and Real some quick, new storylines that have been. Oh, go on. Yeah. So did you guys see the one I shared today? So I don't collect Funko anymore, but you guys are are, are really you know tempting that itch for Funkos again, but I can't. But uh, <laughs> I always look when I go to the store, um, and you see that that Captain America one, where it was like Captain America was like branded with Funko all over. It's like a it's like a light blue suit, and it's like got little Funko logos all over them. That comes mm. with a T-shirt, so that was mm. pretty cool. Um, yeah. but, but then I, I saw the the Ragnarok Hulk one, and that thing is huge. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's so tempting because I we got a Target or wherever. I'm always looking at them, but I can't buy them. It's like you know, window shopping <laughs> with them, and I love you guys for collecting them. Um, but there's some pretty cool Funkos out there. Is that you is just, that Hulk one the fluorescent looking one? Is no, it's 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 this green Hulk, but he has the helmet on and he has the okay. weaponry from from Ragnarok from when, when they're yeah. in the arena. I've got this. I've got the small version of that, uh, but I have seen the big version yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I do you know what I saw those 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 Funkos and there was the street art ones. Do you remember seeing those? The street mm-hmm. art ones, um, and I liked them. They looked really cool, but you couldn't really tell where they were. Yeah, so it was really hard to tell where they were because it was so busy um with the patterns and the and the art on them uh, like i said they did look cool but yeah look, even when you shared that one earlier on the group i looked at it and i was like i had to kind of double take of, of who it was um but yeah i'm seeing a little bit more of that now actually the uh the, the t-shirts or a mug with it um i've seen that before so um yeah, yeah. Of t-shirts they had like a, a wandavision one um and it had vision i think it was vision from paul bettany paul bettany version of vision when he had the hair and the human looking version of them and it wasn't a tv the box of the tv set and uh, you yeah, kind of yeah, saw yeah, the yeah. shirt logo inside oh that was pretty cool too as well so yeah yeah i saw that i saw that a little while ago nice Funko's nice. also done this thing now where they do sodas so you can buy like a little soda can oh really and you you pop the tab on it and it pulls the top off and it has like a little figure on the inside nice. of it and you pull it out and you have like a Depending on the figure, it's like a one in in ten thousand, or not one in ten thousand, like one in one hundred chance of getting a chase or something. You know, something some yeah. ridiculous number. They basically like make, but yeah. So like they'll do it differently. So like they'll do one for like Thanos, and one will have like the helmet, and one won't have the helmet. Or they'll do one for like the Flash, and it'll be like for the chase, you get the reverse Flash instead of the the regular Flash. So it's kind of nice. cool how they do that. Yeah, they look like they just look like cans, don't they? Yeah, I've seen I've seen them in our in our shop, um, but uh, I'm getting the, the guy that I don't think I've told you that there's a guy that sets up at our local market. Just it's like five minutes from my house. He's just uh, signed a deal to have a, a little shop. It's like a little um, sort of little pop up kiosk type shop, but it's it's a permanent place, and he's gonna he's gonna be there every week, and he's gonna have all his stuff in there. So I'll have to get some uh, some video of that. I've been trying to get him on actually because I think he'd be a really cool guy to get on because he's obviously got a real passion for um for for toys and collections and Funkos and Marvel and things like that. But he's a he's a busy guy because he's got a full time job and then he does this on the side, which has now turned into a, almost another full time job. Yeah. So um, he's obviously a busy guy, but I'm going to try and tap him up in the next couple of weeks because he'll, he'll have a shop. So uh, that'd be a good guy to, to get on and chat with. But anyway, look, as we said, Alex, 
you've been um, checking out some new comics. So what we got? Yeah, so I just figured I would go through and look at some stuff that kind of relate to more recent things in the MCU and kind of just discuss those and bring those up about things that you know might be happening or just things that we've briefly seen. So one of the things that I was going to mention was I know a couple of podcasts ago, I think I talked about the uh, Darkhold one shots, which, you know, involved uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, we've seen her with the Darkhold in the MCU um, kind of cool. There's going to be so there's the Darkhold Alpha number one. I think that's like the, the main issue. And then they're going to go through and they'll do one shots for like each character that are focused in the first one. So you'll have like um iron man blade wasp black bolt and spider-man also be in these and i'm guessing that they're each going to get their own because they've already come out with uh dark hold wasp number one and dark hold black bolt number one so and those will be like each hero kind of reads dark hold goes insane has to face the traumas and the fears of their past and, and things like that so those will be pretty interesting and with the dark hold you know holding as much weight moving forward it'll be interesting to see if the mcu ever touches on anything like that um the second Excellent. oh my bad um the second thing i was going to say was uh kang the conqueror we just had issue number four come out um and this one's a very interesting little tie to the mcu too it's about kang trying to break the loop of time for ravona renslayer and try and like change ravona's fate i guess you could say and you know we just saw her in the mcu as well so that'll be a little interesting little thing you know can yeah. you break the cycle yeah i think that's gonna be um that, that we could see a little bit of that in in the mcu for sure um, I think there's a version. There's something. I mean, I don't know whether our Ren, our MCU Renslayer knows exactly what's going on, but she's certainly, um, uh, you know, she's working for somebody. She kind of believes in or wants to find out what this higher power is that she's she's been sort of devoted her life to. Um, will she, she get kind of swooned by by Kang? Will he sort of smooth talker? And you know, I don't know. Yeah, and maybe she's not in the know. You know, like maybe she just is is one of those where she's been on this mission for so long that, you know, she's just like she's stuck to it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's see, see, I think I think you're probably right. I don't I don't think she is in there. I don't think she knows what's going on, but I think she believes in it. And and uh, I think that she is going to get kind of like like persuaded and smooth talked into kind of being on his side and he's kind of kind of go, you know you've been my champion type thing you know you've been the one that's been leading the charge and in charge of all these people um what yeah. if here's a twist what if she ends up being on the illuminati what if people that she's been talking to and going with is the illuminati and kind of guiding her um mm. and watching over the whole kang thing what, what if that kind of twist you know that would be an interesting twist mm, that would that would be an interesting twist. wouldn't see that one coming until yeah now. <laughs> Yeah. Like that door she goes through in Loki, we start coming through for multiverse of madness. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Where's she gone? Yeah. yeah that'd yeah. be interesting to find out where she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Season two needs to come quickly. It, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I think, and we've seen that story. That was the, that was a that was the same story in um, Avengers Assemble, wasn't it? In the, in the, or oh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Where she was caught out of a loop or something. I yeah, and yeah, she was caught out of the loop, and he had to go back and defeat the 
the Avengers are trying to save her because something that Captain America did being a man at a time affected his future. And so, yeah, but then they conquered Kang in that one, but then they're going to try to help him save her. So yeah, that's yeah. there was a storyline yeah. there. And I think it was Muddy's Heroes, one of the two, but yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. That, yeah, that's going to be an important one, I think, Alex. So uh, yeah, people should get hold of that, I reckon. And and I'll mention one last one, and it's uh, we've got a new Hulk uh, issue coming out. Hulk number one. It's by Donnie Cates. Uh, Donnie Cates has done stuff like Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's worked on some Venom stuff, some Thor stuff. Um, he's awesome. Love Donnie Cates. But this one doesn't come out uh, here until I think the 24th. Um, so we've got a few days. So don't really know much about it. It's just a new Hulk series, but it's interesting because, you know, we're kind of in uncharted territory now with the Hulk. We don't know what the Hulk's going to be doing in the MCU. We know that we'll have She-Hulk coming in. Um, so I don't know if this series is going to have She-Hulk at all. You know, they might lean into what this is doing, but always like Donnie Kate's stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to put any, any World World Hulk stuff in that series too as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it seems like they're this based on what I've read about it, it seems like the series is going to be kind of like focused on the Bruce Banner side and the actual Hulk side. Like it's going to really look hard into both of them and whether or not, you know, it's it, it seems like it's going to do kind of maybe one of those big observation kind of like overviews of whether or not the Hulk and bruce banner you know how they kind of melded the two for Professor yeah for small Hulk. Hulk. yeah 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 so it seems like they might be trying to like lean into that a little bit here but i can't say that for sure so where was where, where is the hulk at them no, like i don't mean physically where is he like in the world or in the universe but where is the hulk at the moment in the comics like where is he at? Is he? Is he? You know, I see. I think the most up to date thing, he, the most up to date thing I've read from him is Clint killed him in uh, uh, Civil War Two, and yep. then someone brought him back, didn't they? Who was it? Was it Red Skull or Sin that brought him back? Someone brought him back. I can't remember. He came back. Was it the original um, Sin series? Yeah, I think it was. I, I have I those. I'll, I'll have to go look. I have those downstairs. Yeah, I can't series. remember, but that's the latest thing that I can that I remember sort of reading him in. I don't know. I'm not. I, I might have read him in something later since then, but that's the last thing I can remember. Is anybody got anything more up to date than that? Any, either of you guys? I haven't read much about the Hulk lately. Aaron. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, either. yeah, and I'm not sure that would have been a while ago. That would have been. Well, when did Civil War Two come out? 17, 18? Yeah. 17. 17 yeah. might years. Earlier yeah. than that. I think it was earlier than that actually because it was they were trying to capitalize on civil war coming out when that happened. So if that was 17 when when he died, it must have been the original sin must have been a uh, 17 18 at least. So um I'm not sure what he's been up to in the last couple of years. I haven't I haven't read that yet. Um but uh yeah, that'd be interesting to see where they go with that show with that with that uh comic Alex for sure. I mean that's that's pretty much all I've got for things nice. that I thought I saw. I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of other stuff we can always talk about more next time if we want to, but just nothing really that I thought would probably tie to the MCU that well. Yeah, and it's nice to 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 look at the new stuff that's coming out, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I'll go completely the other end. I was having a conversation. I think I'm sure I brought it up last week, but I was having a conversation with um with Mark Relaford on the group about something or other. And we was talking about how old the X-Men were when they first came to 
uh, you know, we're in the pages, we're in a panel. And uh, so I went back and had a look at some, the, when they first appeared. And um, the only age that was 100% confirmed was, um, was uh, Bobby Drake, was mm-hmm. Iceman, because they said that he was 16. And they said that he was a couple of years younger than everybody else. But then they, so, so he was a couple of years younger than, I guess, Cyclops, who was first called Slim, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but Cyclops and um, Angel and, uh, but Beast was the oldest one. Mm-hmm. So they, they specifically mentioned that Beast is the oldest one. Um, they don't mention Harold Genies, uh, but uh, I thought that was quite interesting that there was that kind of that they were they were very young. Yep, late teens or late twenties. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it'd be um, it'd be great to see them portrayed like that in, in the MCU at some point. But uh, it, it, you know, I think it, going back the other end of comics and looking at some of that Golden Age stuff, it's um, it's uh, it's it's fun. But it is quite difficult to read because it is all spoken in a different yeah, way. Yeah, the tone and yeah, yeah. But uh, but nice. Go on, Alex. So what were you going to? Uh, I was just going to say a lot of the older stuff. It's just like a little like uh, I, I guess for lack of a better term, it gets a little campy at times. You know, like it's a little like it, it's I don't know. It's kind of just like a little little too old. I mean, most of that was written like 50, 60 years ago. Like you mm. know, around that time. So it's mm. like that. Do- it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but you know it that's a big change, you know? Yeah, certainly. certainly. Um, And talking of comics and tying into the MCU, we've obviously in two days time got a huge thing that's coming out, which I'm really, really excited for that really, really does tie in what looks like amazingly to, uh, to a comic run. So Matt Fraction's uh, life as a weapon run. We've got Hawkeye coming out on Wednesday. And um, we're going to have a little, little. We're going to just finish off the episode now by having a little bit of a chat about that and seeing where we where we think that might go. So, um, I mean, uh, again, like I say, tying it into if you guys listening haven't picked up Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run, you, you've got two days. <laughs> <laughs> get on, get on, uh, uh, get on uh, Marvel Ultimate. Is it um, uh, uh, unlimited? Uh, Unlimited, Marvel yep. Unlimited. Get on there, get down to your comic shop, get it bought, get it read. It is fantastic. And it is clearly, I mean, I did read, and Jaro might be able to back me up on this, that um, Matt Fraction had uh, an executive producer role yep. on on the Hawkeye series. Yep, so I was going to say that. So he was a consulting producer, and um, he said that I think, uh, I am, I think credited as a consulting producer, though, I'd have to check with my agent and probably just read the credits, but it's uh, the best because I get to take all the credit and I get <laughs> to cast, I get to uh, cast glory and David and Annie and hope none, none of the blame. I read the scripts and offered thoughts. Um, and that was in sort of the, uh, throughout the process. I was supposed to be a track shoot. So it was be in tracksuit mafia. Um, oh yeah. It was going to fit, but between COVID um, um, this was before shots were really happening and my uh, immunocompromised mother lives with us and traveling was kind of a thing. Um, and we got a pandemic puppy. So between uh, quite feeling cool to travel and a puppy, I didn't get to be a tracksuit. Um, so I was close to, I was just close to being a tracksuit other than a consulting producer. 
<laughs> oh, that's a shame. That would have been yeah. cool for him to get a little cameo in there, wouldn't it? But yeah, uh, um, yeah I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, I've, I've, I flipped through the pages again um, this this last week before we come on um, for, for this episode. Um, but uh, it is, it, it's, and it's so. The drawings, if you looked at it, if you showed an, an untrained, like if you just showed a, a child and just said, what's better, this drawing or some of these other drawings, they'd go, oh, these other ones, like the fractions. I know fractions didn't draw it, but that's not my point. But, um, you know, if you looked at it, you would go, oh, no, it's not. But I'll tell you what, there's something really um, like, um, I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm trying to use is, but uh, really um, endearing about the way that it's drawn as well. So, and I know that's not the writing, um, that's not down a fraction, but um, in fact, who was it down? I could go and get it, but I'm not going to go get it. Not right now. Um, it's it's really it's really well, it's beautifully drawn as well. Really sort of subtle, and uh, and I think it really plays into that kind of fast paced, um, you know, uh, um, conversations that go back and forward between Clint and Kate, between you know the the, the tracksuit mafia and uh, and 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 Clint, and then between the uh, the people at the party and Madame Mask and um, all those other people. I think it, the, the drawing really complements the, um, uh, the, 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 the writing. Yeah, think, and so, go ahead, Alex. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I, I think that with this new series coming up, one of the most interesting things that I'm looking forward to is, is that big gap in time where he was Ronin, and I'm just curious to see who he rubbed the wrong way, like all the all, all the people he upset during that yes. time, you know, like it, you know he's got like a laundry list of people that are probably going to come after him, like so he's got, he's made a lot of enemies at this point, you know, so And I and guess we, that's probably what they're going to be dealing with, a lot of that Well, mm-hmm. that plus her as well, because she wore the running suit as well in one of the trailers, so it seems that you know, she's been doing some stuff also, you know, dressed as Ronan. And and I think that's probably where we're going to get that, that, that link up. He's so, so people were coming, like what Alex has said, people are coming after him yep. because he was Ronan, but they're coming after her, her because she's dressed like Ronan. So they think that it was her. Yeah. And then that's where this kind of, that's where they, that's how they meet up. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a safe bet. And I also think like, you know, it's 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 kind of weird, but like I'm really interested to see how this series ends. I'm curious to see where Hawkeye goes, you know, like you I've I've seen those like people like optimistically being like, oh, like let's let's see him lead like the West Coast Avengers or something, Which you know. He said he wants to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'd be awesome. Do you know what? I don't see Jeremy Renner going anywhere. I really don't. I don't see him. I don't see him leaving the MC. Yeah. I, I was sitting there thinking to myself the other day. I want uh, a little while ago. I wonder whether this will be his swan song. But I don't. I don't think it will. I don't think he's going anywhere. He'll be like one of those ever, you know, those ever stayers that will always be there, and he'll be the old man. Yep. That, I mean, well, I'd, oh, I'd love to see that. He's also said he wants to be old man Hawkeye as well. In yeah. Interviews, so do that in ten years' time. I'd love to see. You know, that. you know, what'd be great is doing a movie like Logan, but called Clint. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Do you know what? I'd pay good money to see that. Um, yeah, I would. I would love to see that that uh, that old man. Um, but it, it sounds like this is the this is going to be the kicking off point for Kate Bishop in the MCU. Um, and she was uh, a couple of things though. So during like some of their press tours, um, she would. I'll 
just explain more of this on the news episode, but there was one thing that she did that kind of stood out. Um, when they talked about, they were, they were asked about young Avengers on the, like the, the press tour for Hawkeye. Uh, Stein, uh, Steinfeld gave Feige an awkward, Haley Steinfeld gave Kevin Feige an awkward stare when asked about that during the press junket. And the only answer was, it's, it's only just the beginning was the answer. So that was interesting. And then also, too, um, she talks about her future, too, on the press junket. So she said, I can tell you that Kate's story is beginning in this show that I'm so excited to be a part of. And I'm just so excited to be playing a character that people have been so excited to see on the big screen for some time. I feel very lucky, you know, for some time. So mm. we do know that um, that this is just beginning for her and that whether it's Young Avengers, whether it's... Um, um, Thunderbolts or you know whatever that she's going to be a staple for Kate Bishop as a as a long time so yeah, we, we've, we've kind of gotten those breadcrumbs for Young Avengers too like yeah. over like the last few series like we saw uh, Eli Bradley yeah uh, Elijah we, Bradley Elijah Bradley yeah um, we saw uh, Tommy and Billy yep. we've you know we've seen um, Kid Loki I think was a Young Avenger yep. at one Kid point Loki. too yeah so like you know they're kind of laying got, the groundwork. Got stature probably coming with um um Cassie Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, she, she, so. She's, def- she's definitely in Quantum Mania, isn't she? Yep. She's been cast. Um, recasted too with a different yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've obviously got um, uh, Kang and his variations. Iron Lad yep. showed yeah. up for Iron Lad. Yeah. So um, uh, the only ones, the only one we haven't seen at all is uh, Hulkling. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's the only one we haven't seen. Maybe we'll, we'll see uh, him in She-Hulk. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. So, um, and 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 you know what? And as, as as much as I don't think they should just do it just to tick boxes, you know, there's obviously the the Hulkling and and Wiccan yep. relationship that mm-hmm. um, that is a bit, is is uh, key in the comics. You know, just their relationship in general is is really key. Um, and I can see the the um, I can see Marvel Studios wanting to show that relationship on screen um but yeah i i i love hayley steinfeld i think she's great i've i've um yeah i think she's she's got good timing good comedic timing you know searing um uh the pitch perfect movies that my wife loves those and uh i i like them as well you know she's funny in those um she was definitely the best thing about bumblebee without a shadow of a doubt um so yeah really looking forward to seeing her in this role um and yeah great it's, it's the first thing that she's gonna or, or that the, her you know the beginning of her story and they can always sell this to you too right because we know ironheart's coming so she could be a young avenger um whether whether series we have miss marvel's coming she could be yeah. a young avenger so they could change the line a little bit too as well but we have a nice roster here of of new um characters coming into the mcu where they could make some kind of a Young Avengers movie or series if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope they don't jump into it too quickly, though. I hope they don't they don't go, you know, full on with that um, and forget that there's a lot of other stories to be told as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but bringing it back to, 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 um, to just Hawkeye in particular, the series, um, looking forward to seeing... So in the... Uh, fraction story there's a there's um a party that happens um and there's lots of influential bad guys at said party and um i'm 
keeping my fingers crossed for a very particular bad guy that I know Jarian's got a small piece of news that he could that he could bring forward with uh, old Vinny. Yeah, so it seems like uh, the chat out there that Vincent DiRofornio coming back into the MCU is the worst kept secret, pretty much. <laughs> um, so it, you know, hopefully we'll see him in the in the series. Um, we know Echo's in there uh, as a villain. We know Tracksuit Mafia. Uh, Yelena Boliva is making some sort of appearance. We don't know what, and I have some stuff I can share about that shortly. But I think Echo is going to be a main staple, especially with her series coming. Um, and her ties to Kingpin, so I wouldn't doubt that we see some tie to Kingpin as well. Mm. Um, and so, spe- go ahead. Go on. No, go on, go on, go on. And, and you mentioned some big party and mm. all the villains and that kind of stuff. So remember Avengers Tower Buyer mm-hmm. and Homecoming? We don't know. We never know who, who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't know where it's going. There's all kinds of speculation. Is it Baxter Building? Is it uh, Osborne Tower? Um, you know, what else could it be? I know we saw in Loki that Quang in Quang Tower, whatever it's called in Loki, but that could be in the future, a different universe. But what if it's a kingpin? What, what that's in his tower, you know? Um, there was a question asked about to Trin, Trin Tran, who's the executive producer of Endgame and, and Hawkeye. Um, she goes, Do you have any ideas? Do you have any answers? Do you want to speculate? Uh, and then she goes, When asked about the buyers, I'd love to hear any and all theories. And we'll see if it sort of fits into where I think it can be headed towards. So it's interesting <laughs> that she's the, the executive producer of the so, show and she makes that comment. So will we see some kind of, you know, clue of what that tower is? Is it tied to Kingpin? You know, because there's heavy, heavy, heavy rumors on, on Kingpin showing up in the, in the, in the series. Yeah, I think it would be hard for him not to show up, to be totally honest, in knowing how much the story draws on the Fraction series. And he also um, tweeted, too. He also tweeted and says, I'm looking forward to this series. I can't wait. Something along those lines that he actually tweeted about the series. Oh, he's so, got to be in it. And he's yeah. got to be in it. He's got to be in it. Either that or, you know, he's just kind he's of trolling. Like putting, yeah, I was going to say he's putting the knife in our side. You know, like we, we watch it the whole time. We're like, oh, where is he? Where is he? You know, yeah, like- is <laughs> uh, yeah, this, uh, uh, what's it, a uh, uh, Mephisto? Yeah. Is this, uh, is this, is this uh, the Hawkeye's Mephisto? I think it might be. Um, come on, though. We got two series that he's going to have heavy ties in in the comics between mm-hmm. Echo and Hawkeye. There's mm-hmm. a rumored Daredevil series coming, whether it's a movie or it's Disney Plus series. So that's kind of, you know. Come on. Yeah, no, no. And, yeah, and, I, I agree. And the beauty in the Daredevil series, like I'm rewatching the Daredevil series now because it's just such a good series. But like, you know, it's like Kingpin's like the one villain that never goes away in that series. Yep. Like he's like, he's always a problem, like no matter what's going on. Like, so they can just do that with him in the MCU. Just and everybody would love that, you know, just get him in the back. You know, we kind of awesome and, too. We have that party of villains and that kind of stuff. What do we see Bullseye? in there yeah you know they, they kind of tease bullseye because that new series hit monkey they want to use bullseye in this series but, but marvel told them no marvel said you can use lady bullseye but not bullseye so come on there's all mm. kinds of breadcrumbs here you know that we're having you know kingpin bullseye those are coming back you know coming sooner than later mm. so why else would they say no so you say about uh kingpin being he's like he's always there yep um you said alex and uh that's what I see that reflection in Clint, you know, he's always there. He's still there, isn't he? I mean, you look at, you look at the original six, 
he's the only one that's actually, well, I know that Bruce is still around because Thor's gone. He's off world. Um, Steve's old and wherever he's hiding now, we don't know. Tony's dead. Natasha's dead. So, but Clint's still there. He's still doing, he's still doing the job. You know, he's still going. Um, and uh, that's what makes me think that he's not, that Jeremy Renner's not going anywhere. He well, always gets drawn back in too. It seems yep. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, he's like, all right, I'm getting out of this. Like, you know, even in the MCU, he was like, Oh, like, you know, I have a family, we have a farm, like all that kind of stuff. Still get drugged right back in, get drugged well, right back in, get drugged right back in. Remember his, his comments to, to Tony when he's like, I thought you were retired. You're like, uh, put 18, shot 18. Can't think of this. You know? And if you go watch the, the Hawkeye assembled on Disney plus two, where it kind of goes through Clint's history in the MCU, you know, they go on back to the whole thing with Ultron about him kind of keeping everyone together that they need that, that they need Clint, you know, the whole thing with him and his wife. That's, um, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing there. And then the whole speech he gave to, to Wanda, you know, you can stay here. I'll send your brother for you. You walk out that door, though, you're an Avenger, you know, type thing. And they showed him mm-hmm. saving the kid. Yeah, definitely make sure you go watch that assembled because it's the whole Clint history in the MCU. Um, yeah. And all yeah, those things sure. that, that speak exactly to what you were saying. Yeah, I I, t- I totally agree. That that particular scene that you just pointed out there, the one with him and his wife in in their bedroom or wherever they yeah. are, she says something along the lines of, you know, they he says something like they don't need me or yep. something like that, and she basically says the complete opposite, and she's like, no, they really really do need you, and and I think she's totally right. Yep. Yeah. Um, um- one of my favorite my scenes with Clint that I think I've ever seen is that scene where he goes to get Wanda. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, disappointing my kids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just that's just typical Clint. Like he's like, I think he says something at, at that point where he's like, we were supposed to be water skiing, but instead I'm here doing this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and he's the one that, that grabbed that grabbed uh, Scott too to go to Germany, you know, having the van. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 just that reliable guy, you know, that he, you know that he's going to show up, you know, that he's going to do his best, you know, that he's going to be having achy knees and an achy back, but he's still going to do it. You know, he's he's basically like um, uh, John McClane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just always there. You know? and, and this show does have a diehard ish feel to it as well. You know, look at- well, and it's and it's Christmas. Yep. Yeah. It's Christmas as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, just touching on something that you said a minute ago, Jaren, which is something I wanted to get stuck in. Obviously, we've got Yelena that's um, most yes. like, we don't know for a fact, do well, we, that she's going to turn up? or do I have we? some news. So, director Rise Thomas on, you know, Yelena's series role. I can't speak to that, but yes, we know their past and obviously what happened in game. We know in the first two episodes that Clint's dealing with the fallout of that. But in terms of how they meet, I can't. I'll just pretend I don't know. Imagine it's a happy meeting where they talk over coffee and work things out. So we know she's in this right there. We know she's in the series. We just don't know when or, or what, you know, what capacity, but she's going to be in the series. I, I don't think she'll play a massive role, if I'm honest. I don't think I so think, either. I think it will. And I don't think she's, I, I don't think that they will have a massive conflict, maybe a little small yep. conflict, but I think it will be resolved fairly quickly. If I'm honest, I think it'd be like when, when her and Natasha first met in, in Budapest or in the safe house or in Budapest where they met up at uh, in black widow, it'd be similar to that. And then he'll be like, I didn't kill her, you know, or, or do something. And then they'll kind of stop. And then they'll have a, a, a chat and that's be, that'll be it. Yeah. Cause so. she's not stupid. Is she? No. And, and she already, she, 
in that in that post credit scene, she didn't really seem to like Val very much. It was just kind of like, well, convenience. I'm work- yeah. yeah, I'm working for you out of convenience or whatever. But so she's not a stupid person and Clint's not stupid. They're both they should be able to communicate with each other in a way. But I reckon what we might find is that uh Kate ends up having a bit of a bit more of a uh rivalry with her at the beginning like maybe that's the maybe that's the fight maybe yep. that's the fight scene Kate versus Yelena, Yelena. Um, and then that's where Clint comes in and sort of goes hold on what's going on and then she you know well that and that would be a really interesting idea too because you have like Yelena kind of taking up the mantle of Black Widow now and then you'll have her also kind of taking up the mantle of oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye so it'll be like the the next two in line fighting each other and it'd be kind of like a repeat of when Hawkeye met you know, uh, Black Widow, like yep. for the first time when mm. he recruited her to Shield, it would be kind of like one of those kind of situations all over again. But and, and speaking of Natasha, uh, Renner did make some comments about Romanoff. He said there are giant reminders of Natasha in this series, reminders of things that tie into losing somebody, and reminders of all that of all the beautiful things that come with a lot of pain as well. So, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good because it it it. it it, it was like that in Black Widow, wasn't it? Like there was loads of Clint, loads of Bart, and loads of, yep. of comments about Hawkeye and arrows and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be nice for it's almost like repaying that that um, recognition, yep. isn't it? Like so, Black Widow's done it for for Hawkeye, and Hawkeye's going to do it for Black Widow, and that'd be not and it'd be extra nice, obviously, because Hawkeye, you know, we know Clint Bart and himself is obviously really close to to Natasha. And also, too, remember earlier how I was talking about Stark Tech? Mm-hmm. Guess what? We've got Stark Tech. Uh, well, yeah, one of the trailers, and I think I showed some pictures on the page, too. Um, but one of the TV spots does show Barton working with uh, Stark Tech for his arrows. So Stark Tech is still very prevalent in the MCU again. <laughs> Pepper's giving it to everybody, obviously. Yeah. yeah or just from the Avengers surplus, you know? Yeah. yeah. They still have it. Yeah. Um, also, too... Um, how about MCU timeline? Where do you guys think this fits? I do have some I'll read, but where do you guys think it fits? Before you read it, uh, well, it's, it's Christmas. Yep. So I'm going to assume that it's it's uh, the end, like December of 2023, which in looking at what's happened, it's going to be the latest thing that we're going to see probably up until we see No Way Home. But even I would assume that it's going to be right around the same time. I don't know. Alex, I, I I agree with Andy. I think it'll be probably December 2023. I mean, since it's Christmas, it's got to be. I don't I don't think it'll be 2024, and I also don't think it'll be 2022 either. I think it'll probably be you know post in game. It'll be one of those things where it'll be like you know oh like you because you know with all that stuff with Ronan, that all happened in in that that time frame. So like it would be something like looking back. So it's got to be probably like the following year or something, you know, like around Christmas time. So so at first I thought this is going to be the same time as No Way Home, you know, and there was rumors before that there's going to be some crossover potentially with it. But um Thomas also the director the director Rice Thomas also shared the, the timeline. Uh he said Clint's someone that we haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with obviously over over the course of the films. We get to see where he's at. We're two years after the events of Endgame. And we get and we get to see what he's been doing and how he's dealing with his past. Two years what? after Endgame. That's what, that's, that's what they said. Two years. What? Yeah. How does yeah. that work? I don't know. Unless that, was, unless that was a typo of the quote or, or what, but 
That's what it says at two years after the events of Endgame. So, so, so let's just, let's just wind back for a second. So, um, WandaVision, two weeks, yeah? Yep. We're happy with that one. That's pretty much confirmed. So they say it was a couple of weeks ago, yeah? So it's roughly two weeks, a month maybe at yep. the most. Um, Loki, it doesn't really count, yeah. does it? Nope. It was kind of all over the place. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, am I right in thinking it was about six months? Yep. Yeah? And we had the whole blip, um, you know, uh, people displaced, etc., etc. Shang Chi was six to nine months afterwards. There was a there was a pictures on the wall, uh, blip, blip anxiety or like anxiety about the blip or something like that. So similar to the 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 things that we got in yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier. There was also a comment in there about the Day of the Dead. Um yep. that, that probably that's, wasn't that's October, the October November. Right. So October, November. So there you go. That kind of does make sense. Yeah. Eternals um we don't really know, but it did seem like it was around about that same time as Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm, I Disney Plus, I'm pulling Disney Plus you, talent. You, you, found know, you, you know, it's post blip. So, you know, it's got to be 2023 sometime, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. Unless um, he was misspeaking on that, but two years does seem kind of far out. It does. And, and <laughs> I know what the weather's like in London at this time of year. Kit Harrington looked like he was wearing a big jacket. So did everybody else in that park when Arisham came. So I'm going to say that it was in the winter of, um, of 2023 or, or autumn at least. So the end of 2023. So it doesn't, for me, that doesn't make sense that they're just going to go to 2024 because mm-hmm. it's got to be Christmas. It's Christmas. So I don't know. That's weird. It'd be yeah. interesting to see what, what's said. And right now, yeah. phase four lineup on Disney plus shows. It's uh, WandaVision, Falcon, the winter soldier, Loki, um, black widow. What if, and then Shang Chi, but we know black widow time frame wise is after civil war. But right now, Shang-Chi is the furthest one out um, in the timeline. Hold on, let me go timeline order. Let me do that again. That was his phase four. So timeline order, I'm sorry. Timeline order, it's Loki, it's What If, WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi. So right now, Shang-Chi is the furthest one out in the timeline order. Um, And then No Way Home. I'm sorry, Far From Home. Oh, yeah, it's not on Disney+, Plus, so I I can't see the timeline there. Well, we know on Disney Plus right now that Shang-Chi is the furthest one out. So Far From Home is probably going to be before Shang-Chi. I'm sorry. Yeah, Far From Home. Or is it going to be after? Because No Way Home and Far From Home are pretty much back to back. Yes. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Um, let's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Not sure I trust that. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe maybe it is set in 2024. I don't know. I, I, I would have thought that they would have tried to get us to catch up with them. Yeah. Rather than keep push rather than push them forward again. But what I don't know. What if it's like uh part of the series is earlier and the second half is later, maybe. maybe yeah, maybe time jump. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um any other thoughts on Hawkeye? Um, so a couple of things too. So I know we talked about, you know, you know, Renner being kind of that always there in the MCU. He did say some things about his future in the MCU. Um, he said, I don't have a crystal ball or I'm not a soothsayer. Um, which I don't know what that means, but having Haley come in and these characters, I think it opens up for six or eight episodes for this event type of television. After that, I have no idea, but these six episodes are pretty exciting. He also went on to say that he'd love to see Hawkeye lead West Coast Avengers. Uh, and he also, like I said earlier, that he wants to be old man Hawkeye as well. 
So nice, nice. Uh, just out of interest, where is it set? By the way, all quite like where that was in New York. Is it in New York? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. And then go ahead. No, I was just saying I didn't know. And then another thing too about Hawkeye is that uh, the producer Trin Tran, you know, did mention the relationship between Kate and her mother because a lot of speculation that her mother is Madame Mask. Mm. You know, why would they cast Vera? You know, for me, you know, I can't really say her last name properly, but why would they cast her in just this kind of a role? There's got to be more to her role because she's, you know, she's not, she's, uh, a, you know, I wouldn't say she's a big star, but she's a, you know, a prominent star, right? Mm. Some of the roles that she's played. Um, and so she goes on to say is, um, why haven't we had any opportunities to explore uh, a mother-daughter relationship in the MCU? I'm not saying that hasn't happened. But it's just there hasn't been too many of that. And what I find interesting is that there's a lot of, I guess, fresh territory that we go to for the relationship for the two of them. She thinks she knows what's best for Kate. But Kate is, you've seen in the comics, is sometimes hard headed and she speaks her mind and she's not afraid to do so. And there could be opposing opinions in who she is. So I think that, like I said, is more personal, more emotional between the two characters that I want to explore in a particular direction for both of them. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Like, it's, like they said, they, they, they haven't really gone too deep. I'm just trying to think of a mother-daughter relationship through seeing one. Yeah, the closest we've we kind of gotten is uh, Natasha and Yelena with the age difference, you know, um, kind of, a, you know, that one. But that that's about it. You know, we kind of had, that's about it, yeah. Yeah, I don't, maybe really haven't seen any mother-daughter relationships, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um. Nice. Yeah, there's Any- other stuff too that I'll share on the news episode. There's some some good stuff on uh, Alakwa Cox who plays Echo. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll share that during the um the new series. Um, but one more thing I wanted to share: Feige did make a comment on if Spider Man or anyone else appears in the series. He did make a, a quote on that. So I'll read that real quick. He said, "Marvel is the world outside your window." In the Marvel comics, yeah, Spidey could swing by any moment. The Fantastic Four could come flying down. But even in the comics, it's what is the story you're telling? And that's really what always has to has to be the primary focus, which in this case is very much Clinton Kate getting to know more about Clint and getting to meet and know Kate and everything in this series is focused towards that. But, you know, that's what he said. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some other hero cameo cameo. Yeah, I think so. And if we do, is it going to be Daredevil? That'd be the main guest there because we already have Aliqua Cox in here as Echo. We know they're trying to shut up Daredevil. I mean, they, if, to come. if they are in New York, it would make sense, right? Yeah. You know, like he'd be right there, and so would Fisk. So, I think we'll. I think we might see somebody that we've already met. I think we might end up seeing Bruce. Think mm. Bruce? Mm. Maybe, maybe a call or something. I think they might. Um, they might even try and set up something that I'm really hoping that they eventually get to, and that's that conversation between Clint and Bruce about. How Clint, will, no, how, oh. Clint will, how Clint will kill Bruce oh. uh, or kill Hulk if he has to. Because we've read rumours of this, uh, the World War Hulk um, storyline that could be potentially happening. Um, we saw a little bit of Hulk, whether that's set before the art, before the snap and it's set in the blip. I don't know. Um, but we've seen Hulk in She-Hulk where he's, his arm's okay. Is there going to be something there with with abomination coming in or the multiverse or something that's going to set Hulk off? So does Bruce want to start preparing for the potential 
Hulk going mad. Um, and like I said, I've always wanted to see that. It's the best thing about Civil War Two in my eyes um, is that that little part of the story. I guess so, uh, it all depends when She-Hulk is. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, is it during during um, after or Infinity War Endgame time frame, and then a jump forward? You know, yeah, and, p- and yeah, and she wasn't in game because she wasn't control her powers yet. But yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see I could see Banner making a a roadie Falcon Soldier type cameo. Th- that, that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, like we said, if you the, the original six falls off world, the only two that are still there, you you can't include Steve because he's old. Well, there <laughs> but, is there um, is there is the the musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so it's, you never know. Maybe Bruce comes to see the musical. Yeah. Um. But uh. But the only two that are left uh, are, are Clint and Bruce. So, you know, and for me, the Natasha connection with Bruce as well, it, it makes sense. But that's that's my guess. That's, that's a guess. So, um, real quick on. though, uh, since they're doing the, the music, Steve musical, what if it's um, Sam? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe as Captain America. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah who knows? Um, right, let's wrap that up there then, guys. We've had a, we've had a good chat today. Really varied conversation today uh, spoken about lots of stuff comics funkos the group hawkeye you know um lots of bits in there no way home trailer wakanda forever great great varied conversation it's been a great conversation um lovely talking to you as always and uh yeah we will see you next week we ha- we do have a guest coming on next week it's uh, it's not luke it's somebody different and um yeah hopefully uh, the guys listening We'll enjoy this episode and we'll enjoy that one too. So uh, take care. Enjoy Hawkeye. Jaren, you've got one formal thing to say? Just remember Hawkeye, two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two episodes of Hawkeye on Wednesday. So enjoy that. And um, we will be having a little chat about that next week for certain. All right. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Take care. Have a good one.